This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Welcome to the Husker Cuz Cast Sports Show. Justin here along with Cuz and Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast for all podcast updates and more. It's as if the little boy from the movie Liar Liar made the birthday wish and wished that all sports would disappear. The COVID-19 pandemic has shaken up the sports world. 2020 will not have any NCAA basketball tournaments, no college World Series, NBA and NHL have been suspended until further notice. MLB will be delayed at least two weeks. Even golf and NASCAR, some people watch NASCAR, have been affected by this pandemic. Tyler, thoughts? I mean, I never thought I'd see the day. I mean, I, I when this thing broke, you know, I thought there might be people in empty arenas, but to see the cancellations and what's gone on in the world, you know, even outside, it's just it, really tragic. But the sports world, I mean, it's... It, it's insane. I never thought I'd see something like this. Derek, what do you think of all this? Well, my attitude's changed now. Now I kind of want to go back and kick that little kid's ass for making that wish. <laughs> <laughs> just just keep it, keeping Jim, Jim Carrey and Mom <laughs> together, okay? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop ruining my sports. Yeah. <laughs> my word, it's, it's affecting my life. I guarantee you that. Holy cow, I, I don't know what I'm going to do without sports. I might have to do work around the house. Who wants to do that? Yeah, the only thing I can think of any saving grace out of this with no sports is my garage is going to get clean. Uh, my flower gardens are going to look good. I might even put in a real garden. And all that stuff that you say in the springtime that you're going to get to, but you never do because of March Madness, you know. Things always get in the way, you know, NBA games, whatever. You know, we can't use that excuse anymore. So it it's My insane. alcohol intake might go down. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th- this is crazy, guys. Uh, you know, it's, it is obviously a very serious thing right now. I mean, the world is going to – it's going to get worse from here, guys, right? Uh, but I we, let's not talk about that. Let's keep the sports related. Uh, let's talk about the impact on spring practice. Uh, right now, we think, well, spring practice is put off until at least April 6th. So there's hope that maybe April 6th we'll find out some good news. It's not looking good. Derek, what do you think of uh, the spring practice element? I, it's certainly uh, concerning. Uh, you know, we're a team that didn't look very good last year, and I think we need all the practice we can get. Uh, so if you want to just keep it as, as, let's throw the coronavirus to the side here and just talk specifically about Nebraska football. Uh, I mean, guys, we can't afford to be missing any practices at all. I, especially with a new wide receivers coach who's also a defensive coordinator. And I, I get he's not calling plays, but like he's still probably going to want to install some things into this offense. 
and he's not going to get the chance to do that now until probably fall. I mean, like just like you said, I mean, ho- hopefully we get something figured out. Maybe we can still have some spring, but it's not looking good at all. Tyler, did you well, think about the spring practice? I, I, I'm taking a little bit different stance than Derek. You know, I, I think this is actually not the worst thing for Nebraska. And the reason is because is every school is going through this. And, and you got to look at, we are returning a lot of people that played a lot of chemistry, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. And yes, Derek, you're right. We do have a couple new coaches, but a lot of people do. A lot of people are trying to implement completely new systems right now. So I think, all things considered, Nebraska's not in the worst shoe of this. I mean, I think we're going to be okay relative to maybe what some of these other schools are going to have. Now, from a pure entertainment standpoint, this is tragic to us. I mean, obviously, we really, really look forward to the updates and hearing the progress, and that's not going to happen. Um but but I think actually Nebraska has a shot to maybe even gain a competitive advantage right now. Really? How so? Because we're returning more. I mean, we have a lot of people from a chemistry standpoint that played last year. Uh, we have a similar. We have the same system on offense and defense. Uh, you know, so I think that in those aspects, that again, we're not trying to implement a brand new offense. We're not trying to change a defense. You know, so I think that aspect of it's a little, it's, it's an advantage. So who are we gaining an advantage on? Maybe Michigan State? Well, Michigan I mean, there's State. Not, I, mean, I, I know there's some out there that are implementing different stuff. But did, did Minnesota to, bring to a see, new offensive coordinator in? Who? I thought Minnesota brought a new yeah, they did. They offensive did. coordinator in. I, I, I mean, okay. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're changing their changing. offense any. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. Does PJ Fleck call offense or defense? I don't even know what the road. He's an offensive guy. I'm pretty sure. I I, I guess my thing is is I just think you know we talked about JD Spielman not being out because of the chemistry with him and Adrian Martinez. You know, if you want to dig through this, I mean, things that you might see take a hit is you know the quarterback competition. You know, the people that won the quarterback competition that might have less of a chance to happen right now. Because there's the, less practices for people to bridge the gap. The only thing where I think that we could gain an advantage is if they postpone spring practice till say June, to when some of these incoming guys, you know, uh, running backs, you know, some some of the later enrollees can join campus and get part of the system. Uh, I think it's huge right now if we lose these practices because I don't think we're good enough. Tyler, I mean, I don't think there's an advantage. We're, we have to learn a new special teams philosophy somehow. I know you're rolling your eyes like, oh, that's not a big deal. But if you rolled your eyes last year, special teams is a pretty big fucking deal around Nebraska. And if you, if you can't play it, I mean, it, it well, costs us games. But well, We've talked about it. It probably cost us four or five games last year. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I, I will say this before you move on too. like, Justin, you're talking about if we bring it up in June and the latecomers that are coming in in, in summer, how well, maybe we can get them involved. But I think the problem with that, too, is so will everybody else. Like Everybody else is going to be have the same advantage. I mean, maybe they won't have quite the 13 practices that we have, but they're going to have be able to do the same thing. I'm so not, I don't know if it gives us a huge leg up on being able to do that. No, no, but, no. Look, I'm not looking at this as in terms of having an advantage over anybody. I think I'm looking at it in terms of Nebraska getting better. 
We're coming off three straight years where we did not make a bowl game. There was little, if any, improvement last year in Scott Frost's second year. So this year three is a big deal. It's a very big deal. All these practices are very important in all phases of the game. You know, Tyler, you're just saying we're replacing some coaches. Uh, all of that has to uh, gel. It has to gel. So however these practices come together, I mean, this is, it really is a big deal. Uh, it's a bigger deal to the team more than it is to us having material in the offseason to talk about, really. I will say this. I think this is a bigger deal than missing a bowl game last year where we sat here and complained about not only do we not make a bowl, but we lose out on those 15 practices or whatever it is before the bowl game. But now we're missing out on practices that we still need and we're not getting. But, but okay, so but everyone is. And the difference with the bowl is that it wasn't everyone. And again, remember, we are returning the most experienced or among the most experienced offenses in the Big Ten. But it's not everyone, Tyler, because a lot of the South schools started their spring training two, three weeks ago, so they've already got at least half their spring training done. Well, yeah, but we're not competing against those schools. I mean, let's be real about this. I mean, we're, we're, we're competing. We don't play any of those teams. We're playing right, against Big fair. Ten teams. And we're not, we're not competing for a national championship. Our, our argument right now is, are we a bowl team? Or... Can we get the seven wins? Like, what are we? Like, and again, I think when you look at this, there's a lot of other teams that have huge differences. I mean, you look at, like, teams and, I, and like, Minnesota. Minnesota has a lot of turnover on their offense. They have a new offensive coordinator. Minnesota's a team that you look at as a team that could be a good team because what they did last year. But they're replacing a lot. Um, you know, they're, they're replacing a lot on defense. So are we. But, again... I, I just think in the end, that we are not the most affected by this in the Big Ten. Nowhere close. Well, okay. So if you're looking at it in terms of the team in the Big Ten that is most affected, who would be your team that's most affected? I, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared to answer that, but obviously I've Michigan State. Mi- Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan would be State. Among them. Yeah. I've mentioned Minnesota. Well, again, do we need to talk about them? Because we're not going to play them anyway. I mean, you you can put Rutgers up there. Rutgers up there. But Rutgers can go 0-12 and nobody's going to damn Siano yet. No. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Michigan State's in a little different scenario. I don't think uh, – oh, I'm drawing a blank. Mel, uh, Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker, there you go. I don't think he can go 0-12 and be okay. No, you're probably right. But, I, I, again, I don't know – I and, again – you know this this whole topic came kind of spur of the moment, but I don't know who's bringing in a brand new quarterback. You know, I I, I could do some off the top of my head. I mean, Northwestern probably will play in a new quarterback. Um, you know, oh God, I well, don't know. I mean, I, all Iowa, of that doesn't matter. I, I, I I'm mean, not looking at it in terms of a you know Nebraska having an advantage over any other team in the Big Big Ten when it comes to spring practice, because I don't care about other teams at spring practice. I care about what Nebraska can do, how they can get better. I mean, right now, Nebraska is going against themselves, yeah, in my but, eyes. I But I don't agree with that. I guess every – because Nebraska really? – what, what are we going to gain 
I, I guess at this point, do you believe that these coaches are so much superior than the rest of the Big Ten that because of the same amount of practices, we're going to gain an advantage? I know you don't think that, Justin. I, I don't care about advantage against other teams. I care about Nebraska getting better for their, their own selves. But every... I, I think what Justin's trying to say is, like, like last year we had a problem with running crisp routes. That's something that needs to improve. Now, we can't we – we we're missing out on 13 practices to do that. It's not so much getting an advantage over Northwestern. We just need to be able to run crisper routes. We need to be able to run block better. We need to be able to pass block better. We need running backs who can hit holes harder. We need linebackers who can learn how to tackle and, and, and cover the holes. We need defensive backs who have hands. Quarterbacks that can hit receivers. There's a, there's a lot that Nebraska can do to get better by themselves without making without making can. it against you know making it a competition against other teams on how they're doing it, which is what spring is really yeah, about. It is. It's all it's about is about getting better as a team. So and, and, however and, and, and this pans out, it's it's a big deal. It, it, and I don't want to say that this is great for Nebraska. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, this gives us – this is the key to success. I want to be very clear about that. I just think in the grand scheme of things that is this damning next – if Nebraska doesn't make the bull a bull next year, I'm not saying it's because we missed spring ball. I don't think anybody uh, is. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think you can blame it, but I, I can see where it would have a part of it. I just don't look. And, I, I don't and, think and you talk about like Northwestern. The, the reason, and I know Justin doesn't want to compare here, but Northwestern has the same coaches they've had for the last ten years, so they don't need to implement a lot of stuff except for maybe their young freshmen, because they're I, not changing anything. I, yeah, you're. You're. That's fair. And, and again, Wisconsin's probably not. Iowa's not. And again. At the end of the day, I want spring ball. I'm sad it's not around. I I guess you know. And again, it, I, I just, if the if the NCAA is smart, they will just move the spring practices to a later date and just say, you know, we will allow you to move your practices to such and such a date, whether it be in June, uh, maybe July, maybe, maybe you just let uh, teams practice however many practices you have left. Maybe you let them practice that many more times in fall. Uh, I think the NCAA would do themselves a big service by allowing that to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on COVID-19, man. we got to get better as a nation before we can move uh, into the college drinks and escalate our sports that we love so much. Uh, moving on, let's talk about the NCAA. Uh, you know, as we mentioned before, you know, all the spring sports have been canceled by the NCAA, uh, baseball, softball, whatever's in the spring. But the NCAA, they're looking at granting another year of eligibility for seniors competing in spring sports. Derek, what do you think about this move? I, I think this is the right move, again. Uh, these, these, I, I feel somewhat bad for these kids that their careers are going to end on something that has nothing to do with them. And I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's... Let him play another year. It's not hurting nothing. Do you agree, Tyler? I have mixed feelings on this. Everything Derek said is true. You you want these seniors to go out on their note. You want all these things. But here's the thing that you don't consider. What about the juniors that were behind these guys? 
and the sophomores that were behind these guys. And now these seniors come back, and now these juniors are now seniors, and they're still behind these guys. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it, it is hard for me to root against this ruling for the seniors that get another shot, but then there is the component where I'm just like, it's it's affecting more than just the seniors of play. Yeah, it, it, and and that's where I just struggle because you know you look at guys like a, I mean, I, what are they going to do about scholarship limits? Are, yeah. are they are are they going to increase scholarship limits because obviously schools have planned around this? I, it just it, it's not as simple as just letting this go. Are the teams that have a lot more seniors going to get increased scholarships so they can keep bringing? I, it just it's very complicated. Yeah, I'm kind of in your camp there, Tyler. I have mixed feelings. You know, should should those seniors be granted? It's like as a feel good measure. It's like yeah, you know, let them come back. But you know what? For all the reasons that you mentioned, like for the juniors and sophomores that paid their dues in the program and thinking that it's going to be their time when a senior graduates, and then all of a sudden, no, you know, especially the juniors that are playing behind a senior, it's kind of like yeah, it's like. Uh, well, now you guys are both seniors. Good luck battling them. You couldn't beat them out in the first few years. So, I mean, I get that aspect. Uh, I guess one thing that you could look at in the in these springtime sports, the seniors that are in the program, would they be willing to come back for an extra year for another senior year? You know, I mean, are they content with getting their degree moving on or – are they just going to go minor league, major league, or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios there. I, I will say this. I don't know what Tyler's so concerned about. He thinks the baseball don't matter anyway. And that's really the main <laughs> spring sport anyway. No, he well, thinks it matters. It, he just doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> well, and, and to that point, I mean, baseball is obviously a sport like this, but, you know, you look at some of the, I guess, winter sports that didn't get a chance to wrap up. Um, you know, basketball, like how many seniors, like, it's not like it was years ago where seniors were going to the NBA, but so these guys are really kind of playing for the love of the basketball and the college pride, a lot of these seniors, but monetarily, there's nothing, they're not holding out for much. A lot of them would be delaying their professional lives, which with what the economy might do may not be the worst thing, but I, I again, it's it's complicated. But then there's a lot of sports out there that obviously we don't really cover. But I mean, gymnastics, all this stuff. I I'm just shocked, specifically with the spring sports like baseball, that the NCAA was so quick to cancel everything. Like yeah, I that's just puzzling. I, like it, you know, maybe that's the right move. Maybe it is. But like, couldn't they have taken a little bit of a wait and see approach? Couldn't they have been like? Hey, we're going to allow you guys to practice. You can do whatever, but we're going to cancel all games for the next month and then see where we are. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about spring practice being delayed till at least April 6th. Why not do that with the rest of the sports? You know, I, I looked at the Nebraska's uh, baseball schedule, and I think they were due to start conference play in baseball on, like, I think March 27th. You know, Roughly a week and a half before this April sixth deadline, just wait till then. If you have to do an abbreviated conference schedule, I mean, my God, 
that might have been a huge overreaction. Maybe it's not an overreaction, but, you know, delay it. Delay it. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything. I would have even been okay if they would have at least tried the original scenario where we were just going to play, do like Italy, and just play with no fans in the stands. Just still play the games, just don't have a big crowd around them. Like, yeah. at least try it for a little bit, you know? And, well, if, and again, they could have If that doesn't work, then, then move to the next measure instead of just blowing it just straight to just cancel everything. Screw it, we're I, done. Yeah. It, it, I mean, especially like, especially like the baseball season. Like, you're already canceling games from June. You're canceling the College World Series. And that, I mean, we, we, Justin, you brought it up. We're only canceling football practices till April, and we're and we're canceling baseball till June already. Like, and in, in March Madness, slow, slow your roll. Let's see if we can figure out a little bit out before we just start throwing everything to the wayside. In March Madness, well, I understand that obviously you could not have that event in March, and I get why you wouldn't want players to travel and all that stuff, but like. I mean, could there have been a scenario? I mean, I believe the NCAA could have found arenas in April if they needed them. They may have had to move locations. They may have had to do all this. They would have had to cancel the conference tournaments. But it's just like, you so know, what, there, there, there is a part of me that just really wishes, as bad as things are, and, and, and fully acknowledging things are really bad right now, like, could they have waited a little bit? I just feel like they... They had to make decisions, and they they literally went the wrong way on this. Well, I think this all happened because of the NBA and the way they handled it with canceling everything the way they did. So I think everybody else felt the need that they had to follow suit. Uh, but let, let me ask you guys this. So there was one of the scenarios that there was looked into for the, for the NCAA tournament was just dropping it down to a 16-team tournament. Yeah. Would you guys have been okay with that? Damn right. Yes. I would have watched every minute of that. And they were talking about having it in one location. And, it, again, I think they could have – I don't know. I just – obviously right now the, the safety of the athletes and the fans and everyone is of the utmost importance. But I, I just – I really, really wish the NCAA would have taken a little bit more of a wait-and-see approach. At least, at least let's get us through us get through next week. Let's at least get through next What's week. What's funny is the NCAA, they drag their feet on every fucking major issue. And this one here, they're jumped the gun. It's like, okay, no more sports. We're, we're done. That's your, we're that's done. your second F-bomb this episode, Justin. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. wow. I'm one over my quota. He's, re- he's really pumped up, people. We don't have sports. The F-bombs are flowing freely. Uh, I didn't mean that, guys. Hey, uh, I'm doing But, but look, I, I mean, I, the NCAA did what everybody else is doing NBA canceled see or you know postponed the rest of their season regular season and so baseball followed suit hockey followed suit golf's even starting to follow suit so the NCAA really had no choice if they decided that hey we're not gonna just cancel everything we're just gonna try and postpone it all of a sudden they look like the assholes for trying to make these kids who aren't getting paid yeah but they did it far be- be doing. they did it before golf and they did it before a lot of these other uh, programs. Uh, ba- baseball and hockey were canceled before the tournaments were. All right. Well, I don't know the timeline. It, it all seemed really fast to me. I mean, it was like all thrown out. It, it was there. a tri- it was a trickle effect. I mean, like one sport did it, the next sport did it, and then all of a sudden it was just like bam, bam, bam. My phone started blowing up every five minutes. This sport. The only good news that's come out of this whole thing is soccer's done. Soccer is done. 
Yeah. God dang it. I think worldwide, pretty much soccer's done. Well, I was okay looking forward that. to that. You know, so if soccer's done, what are you guys going to be betting on? I mean, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of gambling degenerates, so. You can gamble on politics still oh, or MMA. God. Those are your choices. Yeah, MMA, they haven't canceled yet. Yeah, that's that's probably the one. What about horse racing? You guys uh, going to dabble in horse racing? I'd rather bet on WWE. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, horse racing's still going on for now without fans. But well, I'm gonna have to be a horse racing fan, I guess. Yeah, I but know. do you want to do that now that they have their little scandal going on? I mean, well, it all—it's it, all okay until the horses get coronavirus, and we're all fucked on that one too. Yeah, Jason Service, you know, he's got to be doping up all these uh, horses. Sorry, Tyler. I know you looked at me like Jesus is just terrible, but Ty- he already dropped two of them. I get one. Tyler's like, my mom listens to this, man. My mom. Love you, mom. Love you, Paula. Uh, Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Nebraska ball here. Uh, They ended their season on a 17-game losing streak. Uh, They lost their final game of the Big Ten tournament. But you know what, guys? There was some excitement. Quarterback Noah Vedral and offensive lineman Brant Banks saw action at the end of the game. Why? Because Vedral and Banks were added to the basketball roster a couple of days due to uh, a depleted roster for Hoiberg. So what did you guys think of this uh, game here? Derek? Well, you want to talk about F-bombs. I could bring up a lot of F-bombs talking about this basketball team. <laughs> Let's Jeez. keep them. Let's let's not do any of those My because Tyler's word. getting mad. Uh, I, I hated this. It would have been different if they were playing in a game that mattered. It would have been even maybe even a little bit more different if they had actually gave them legitimate playing time right in the last two minutes when we were down by twenty points. Uh, to me, this was just a chance for them to miss practice. And I can handle federal missing practice because I think he knows the offense better than probably anybody other than Scott Frost because he's been in the system so long. Uh, I mean, he's been in the Scott Frost system for, what, like 16 years now? 17. Something like that. Uh, but Brant Banks, you know, he's supposed to be our backup tackle who I think needs to learn quite a bit if he's going to be a backup tackle. And I, I don't think missing practices is good for him at this point regardless. Tyler, do you agree? Well, you know, well, first, you, you look at this be, at now, where we are, and while it ended up being, what, two practices he missed? Is that what the ter- determining factor? One practice he missed. One practice? I mean, you know, it now that looks like a big deal because who knows how many more practices. But at the time, you know, I don't know if he's going to be our backup left tackle or not. He might be. It sounds like he could be. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that's a huge deal. I, just I, think- I would I would honestly argue the opposite of you, Tyler, that this is probably less of a deal now because all, all the spring's been canceled. And so really he didn't miss out on that much. But I, I don't know. I just I don't think a 5-7 and seven team can afford to have players missing practice to go play basketball. I, I, yeah, I think I, I think what, one thing I've learned from this podcast is that you guys overvalue some of the spring ball stuff more than I do. But but I will say this though: at the end of the day, I I, I was pretty excited to see these players 
on the roster. And I this was like the highlight of the season for me was the opportunity to see Noah Vedro out there, you know, dropping a couple three bombs and and I know why I get it. I know why they didn't play all that stuff, but I really wish they would have actually mattered. I really wish they would have been a factor in that game. Well, this was just a ploy to bring up ratings on the TV on the basketball team because nobody would watch the garbage missed free throw games. Hey, you know what? Which Brent, which Brent Brinks followed suit by the way, going zero for two on free throws. <laughs> yeah, it's that uniform that just dooms them, I guess. But you know what? When, when they brought when they came into the game, that was the most exciting part of the second half, hands down. Uh, Nebraska, they. They looked good in the first half. I was like, I was surprised. But that's the story of the whole season. Yeah. Every game, come Every out game after half good in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes me sick. I, oh. they better look better next year. I'm done with Nebraska ball. So I can't remember what it was. So 17 game losing streak. I think 12 of those 17 games, Nebraska lost by double digits. Twelve of the seventeen in that final stretch. And we broke. And we broke our longest losing streak of like thirteen. Yeah. So ever. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this, Tad. I want to ask you this. Uh, everybody loves to say when they watch this team play, the future's bright at Nebraska. Seventeen game losing streak, twelve of seventeen losses by double digits. Is the future bright at Nebraska? Well, let me start by saying this this was the worst basketball season I can remember in a very long time. I, yeah. I I tried to reflect on a season that I had less less games that I watched, less less games I cared about. And, and so in the na- notion of what the season was, I mean this was as disappointing of a season in Nebraska ball. What the future holds. I, again, Going into the season, I think we all expected it to be a really bad train wreck. And it was a really bad train wreck. It was worse. I don't think we, it was bad. I mean, I thought it was going to be bad. It was bad. I don't really have a lot more to add on that. But I, it's just at the end of the day, I I don't know. I, I, I can't change. I think Hoidberg is a good coach. It's just going to take him getting the right guys to play his team. Derek, is the future bright at Nebraska? For I dodged that question. I dodged the <laughs> out of that question. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, answer the question. Yes or no? Simple. Yes or no? The future is gray at Nebraska. Oh yeah, I can see that shit-eating grin on your face <laughs> that you don't believe that answered. Derek, answer the question. I you know you know I, I I'm kind of with Tyler here. It's hard. It's a hard question to answer. Uh, I, I like Hoiberg. I think he's, I still think it was a good hire. Uh, so I'm going to say yes, but not by looking at this season. I still think by looking at Fred Hoiberg's career and what he was able to do at Iowa State, that yes, he could still turn things around. It's going to take a little longer than what I think any of us anticipated, though. Uh, and, and look, it, it's not like it's we have to fix that much. It's It's free throws. Now, if Nebraska hits anywhere, they were like 346 ranked in free throws this year out of like 348 teams. 
so you fix free throws. That, that is a special teams of basketball, basically. Fix that, and all of a sudden you probably are in it with out of those 12 games that you were in double digits losses, you're probably all within single digits on all those games. And you probably win the other ones that were already in single digits because you're missing 20 free throws a game. You can't have that. Yeah. I, I tell you after this, the way the season ended, I don't know if the future is bright at Nebraska. I mean, it's going to be some ugly years. I mean, we're not going to get turned around next year. Because, look, Cam Mack, it looks like he's uh, going to the NBA, but he's going to maintain his eligibility. The guy's a basket case. He's not reliable. He's a, he screws over his team. He can't play within the rules, so he's always suspended. Deshaun Burke, he said peace out. He's gone. Two of our better players. Well, he was gone next year anyway, wasn't he? Deshaun Burke? Yeah, I think he was gone. I think this was his senior year, wasn't it? Uh okay. If it was I I thought he was a junior, but you know what? Whatever. Uh Hanif Cheatham, our best player, he's gone. I don't know what's gonna happen next year when these guys aren't there. Uh everybody says that you know the guys that are sitting on the bench are so much better. Well, they're gonna be facing the same stuff. I mean we're gonna be seeing the same stuff, so I the future is not bright in the short term in my eyes. Even if we double our win total, we're still a sub-500 team. You know, 14 wins next year, it's not going to get it done. That's I, fair. I, and I don't think anybody's expecting to turn around next no, year. but I... I uh, this, this, is a, this is an overreaction to a shitty year. Justin, my question to you, it, it, it sounds like you're a little bit harder. What was your expectation for the record of this team? Well, it was much higher than seven wins. I mean, was it? Because we debated. Really? Because, because the, the BPI uh, from ESPN had Nebraska winning nine games this year. Yeah. Nine. Let's, and we and we didn't hit that. However, we weren't that far off of what they anticipated us being anyway. Like, okay, so, we weren't supposed to be a good team, and we and, weren't. And we, and we, I believe, debated this on the podcast, or at least between us. And I don't think any of us had us getting double digit wins. No, but you know what? When you when you go on a seventeen game losing streak the way that they did, because it look, did look a little bit promising that hey they were going to do something. A little it bit. Looked pro- it looked promising in two games, and one of them was an overtime loss to Indiana, and the other one was to get was beaten Iowa. That was your two promising games. Other than that, there was no there was no promising games. And and the way I see it, this season we got a share of the national championship. I think we should hang, hang, <laughs> hang that banner. UCF will. We all know UCF is hanging this banner. Oh God. I I don't know, man. Now this this was it ended a lot worse than what I thought it should have. Okay, left a lot so of points out you, there. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. So, football versus basketball. Okay. Obviously, both seasons highly disappointing. What season did you guys think was worse? Football. Football. 100%. Because we, don't, we didn't have expectations for basketball. No, we didn't. It, 
And, and, and that's the thing. So, yeah, were we worse than what we thought? Okay, yeah. But, like, we thought we'd be shit. We ended up being dog shit wrapped in cat shit. So, yeah, what but, but do you it was worse. Do? But I think it's funny. It's like, it was like, oh, yeah, that, that team, you know, uh, the future is bright at Nebraska and Nebraska. It's not bright at Nebraska. I mean, they, they, they suck. They're not going to so, get any better. I mean, but well, I, I don't I, think you could say that until you. Yeah. I know you don't like this, Justin, but until you do see what these players that that couldn't play this year because they weren't eligible, until you see what they can do, maybe they are super studs. I don't know. Maybe. So maybe, maybe they help turn it around next year a I'll, little I'll bit. Tell you, it can't get much worse. It, no, it you're can't. you're right. It can't get much. It, it's it's hard. All to they got to be able to do is maybe catch a goddamn ball and rebound and make a few free throws, and they're already better. Yeah. And again, now the question is, sitting here today, time machine, would you have fired Tim Miles with what you know now? No. Justin, you were always an advocate of getting rid of Tim Miles. I, I wasn't so much that final year, though. What? That's a bold face lie. Well, since people are going to have a lot of time at home, go, go back, back and listen to the records. Go listen yeah. to the tapes. <laughs> Because you didn't want him fired the year before that because he won 20 games in a year. Yeah. It was it was his last year you wanted him fired the whole year. I don't know if I wanted him fired, but I understood why they did. But... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, but oh, no, 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 The question was. I, I call was, bullshit on that one. The question was. It was every was, episode. No I, think your last we call, know now, I think your last you... call for 16 weeks straight was fire 10 miles. Yeah. What did, didn't he go like 13 and 5 in the Big Ten? Yes. I agree. But you hate Tim Miles. Uh, that's that's, you you that's did hate on true. Tim Miles. You hate and, Tim Miles. And, 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 and we you fell apart at the end of the season because we had some injuries. And, and, and I even got to the point where I agreed with you that Tim Miles needed to go. But it wasn't that final year, though. Yes, it was. When would it have been? The other years that he sucked. <laughs> the year he won 20 games the year before? The year before, yeah. I, when he won 20 games, he got shafted out of the NCAA tournament. Derek, I just want to make note of this. This is what Justin's going to do if Adrian Martinez is great next year. He's going to say, I, I never I, said I never, he was bad. I never, I never said he was bad. I never ever said he was bad. I just said I wanted to see some competition. Nice. That's all I said. Nice. He was always on my top of my list. I love you know, that guy. I loved Adrian Martinez. I always had all the faith in him. <laughs> it wasn't after last year he was bad. It was based off of, like, the 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 his junior I, junior year of high school that was bad. That's what I based it off. <laughs> right. Hey, let's play a game right here, real real quick. Uh, nobody's listening anyway now because it's coronavirus. <laughs> Sports is dead. So the quarterback situation at Nebraska, with the quarterbacks that we have remaining, who in your mind of the the quarterbacks that we have on scholarship, who is the best passer, Tyler? I'm gonna say Adrian Martinez. Derek, I, I think Adrian Martinez is the only one you really can say. Well, I don't think we've seen enough out of any of the other quarterbacks throwing to really say anybody else. Okay, so uh, I think I think Noah Vedral has the best arm. I think he's the best passer. I, I think Adrian Martinez has a stronger arm. Noah Vedral was impressive with what he did. I I just think. Adrian Martinez, I think, has a little bit better arm strength. Um, 
And I think that his inaccuracy is a little bit overstated. The only thing I will give Vedral maybe a small leg up on is his decision making. He's a little bit better than Martinez's. He's more decisive, right? Like I think he. I, I don't know about you. Can't really say decision making. He hasn't played enough. Well, okay, he definitely the, seems to be more decisive. decisive. That's what I'm guess what I'm talking yeah. about when yeah, I say decision making. He does. Making. He definitely does. But again, it, it's so hard. To, I mean, is that the play calling? I mean, that we we there's just there's so many unknowns with Noah Vedral. And, and, I like and McCaffrey, Noah. I like Noah. McCaffrey ran. 15,000 times and threw it three. So I, I don't think anybody could say McCaffrey. But, but he had the big throw. He had the big throw on a trick play. He did play, have the big throw. Which, which but if you're going to base it off of me, one throw, then... I still can't believe I have to argue that was a trick play, that he ran that and threw that. So to keep it on t- task, so you guys are stuck with Adrian Martinez is the best passer, passing quarterback on Nebraska's roster. I mean, obviously, we don't know what Logan Smothers can do. But right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Derek, you're you're stuck in that. Okay. Yeah. I I I don't think we've seen enough out. Of, I I do think he's a little bit better passer than Vedral, and I don't think we've seen enough out of McCaffrey and obviously Logan Smothers to jump jump either one of them ahead of. Okay. Martinez. So again, I think Noah Vedral is a better passer than the rest of the quarterbacks. Who is the best rushing quarterback? Uh, at Nebraska today, Tyler, Luke McCaffrey, Luke. Okay, Derek. I'd probably say Luke. He's faster. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, I wonder if he's going to be very durable with his size, but he is faster. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think Luke is. I mean, he's the guy that's going to get it done with his legs. If there's when he was in the game last year, you wanted him to get it done with his legs, really. Uh. Anything else to add to Luke about running the ball? No, I, I, and, I, and Derek might be right with durability, but he showed toughness. I mean, the, he did. you know, Adrian Martinez, you know, again, at times shied away from contact. Luke McCaffrey never did. Um, again, but again, it, that's, a fre- that's kind of a freshman thing, too, though. Like, and it, like and Martinez never shied case. away from from contact as a freshman. And it's, it was after he got hurt that he kind of started shying away a little bit And, and it's a number of carries, and, right? And, like, you know, Taylor Martinez did the same thing when he was a freshman. Yeah. You know, he never shied away from contact. Then as a sophomore year came along, he shied away from contact because he didn't want to get hurt, too. I mean, it's uh, – if McCaffrey can not avoid – try and – shy away from contact this year, then he'll still be the best running running quarterback we have. All right, final question on quarterbacks. Who is the most athletic quarterback we have on the roster, Tanner? I what define the question. Like what are you defining as athletic? Because when I think of athletics, I think of running. Just like what all around athlete. All around athlete. I'd say, I'd say Luke McCaffrey. I think he is the fastest quarterback we have on the roster. I'd say Luke McCaffrey. Derek, I would say Adrian Martinez. I think he's got better size. I think he can. I think he can absorb a contact better than Luke McCaffrey. And I think he's got a better arm. I I'm gonna go with uh, and this. The reason I was inspired by this question here is seeing uh, Noah Vedral out there on the basketball court. I think Noah Vedral is the most athletic quarterback that we have. Uh, seeing what he can do on the football field, basketball court, that's pretty goddamn athletic to me. 
Uh, everything that he what can do. What did he do on the basketball court that looked athletic? I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I could see. He was on the court? Oh, well, he was on the court. I thought he looked good. I mean, he missed a couple of shots. He didn't do anything. I mean, well, he didn't have a stat line, but I mean, he looked good what he was out there to do. I mean, given more time, hell, he could have been one of the leading uh, scorers on the team. I don't know. But I put Luke McCaffrey, uh, uh, Noah Vedral, as one of the top five basketball players we had this season. <laughs> I, you can't argue that, Derek. Yeah, you can't argue whatever. that. No, but I, I, I was really impressed with uh, seeing Noah Vedral do. I, I didn't realize that he was that good of a basketball player that he'd be asked to be added to the varsity. Well, he helped his high school win three state championships. I mean, sure, yeah, four years ago, five, four years ago, and he came out. You don't, and, for, you don't forget how to play basketball. Okay, so but he's still not athletic to you, though, right? I'm not saying he's not athletic, but if you put give me ten events and put Adrian Martinez and Vedral in there, I'm saying Martinez probably wins seven of them. Uh, I disagree. Well, I don't know what those ten events were first, but no, I I don't know. I don't know what the point of this was, but I, I just. This is what happens when the Cuzcast drinks too much beer and tries to put on a show. On Friday night. On Friday night. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Any last <laughs> calls? Last call, anybody? Well, I'm going to do a last call to all of our listeners. Um, I think we got some content coming over the next few weeks, a uh, month or so, whatever. But we don't know what's going to come over the next few months. So... We'll, we'll hopefully have some content maybe next week or the following week for sure. But, yeah, my last call is to everyone that's listening. Thank you for all the listens because this is about to get damn depressing. It is. Derek, thoughts? Nah. I can't get baseball out of my head. I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and BigHeadsMedia.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there. And as always, feel the grip.